Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Aaron Goldhammer clutches pearls at the beginning of the show tonight. If you missed anything here on Amber and Ian, Aaron Goldhammer filling in for Ian tonight. You can always check out the podcast on the ESPN app. Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. You notice I have not said the phone number, the full phone number for the rest of the show. Do you want to? Do you want to try to do it, or do you want me to? Do you want me to be to take it up for you? Well, I, I can handle it. Triple ESPN. That's how you call it. There yeah. you go. Triple eight seven two nine three seven seven. Six. There you go. That's the, the number that the Dr. Pepper call in line to Nailed join it. us. Yeah. Here's the uh-huh. problem. Now that I've done it, it's going to be in my head and I'm going to get the Ajita every time I have to say this stupid number. You're going to be like the, the Chuck Knobloch. <laughs> the Chuck Knobloch of ESPN Radio. The Rick Ann Keel of ESPN Radio. She has the yips. Yeah, yeah that's right. I, I do. Absolutely. I will have the yips now around the phone number to chime into the conversation. But if you're interested, yes, triple eight, say ESPN. Let's talk about some of the Bigger games in the Week 9 NFL slate. We talked about the Dolphins, the Kansas City Chiefs. They will get things started off on Sunday morning, bright and early for us. But Cowboys-Eagles will be coming our way later in the day. Another monster matchup. Aaron, how do you see this one? Well, I actually think the Cowboys are in pretty good shape here. Couple, couple things, Amber. I, I think it's a regular season game, so there's less stress and pressure on the Cowboys because of that. Um, I also think that Philadelphia is just, even though they have the best record in the NFL, I don't know. I have kind of been underwhelmed by the way they've played, especially the last couple weeks and especially on defense. So I think this is a real opportunity for Dak to put together a really good game and kind of raise everybody's expectations for him and his team. I just think the Cowboys sort of have arrow pointing up and Eagles, while they've won, I just, I don't know, Amber, I've been underwhelmed by the way they've played, getting challenged by Sam Howell and the Washington Commanders. They have not been dominant, and their quarterback is not at 100%. So that's the other factor. You've got banged-up Jalen Hurts trying to get away from Micah Parsons. Good luck with that. I know the Eagles have a good line. I think this will be a great game, but I like Dallas here to pull the upset on the road. I tend to agree with you, and I I try to – take a moment when I'm looking at this thing because I don't want to bring my bias in from going into this season. I said going into this season on first take and got a ton of backlash because of it. I said that I thought the Eagles were going to be a little bit worse than last year and that maybe the Cowboys would win the division and Philadelphia went crazy on me and I think I've been banned from the city forevermore. But the reason that I had said that is because of all the pieces that they missed, that they lost, all the starters that they lost on defense, the coordinators. I felt like, hey, there might be a little bit of an adjustment here. Not that they're going to suck. And I feel like we have I've seen that little bit. 
adjustment play out despite the record. They haven't looked unbeatable this season by any means. And some of these wins are far more closer or, or far or far too close for comfort, frankly, if you're an Eagles fan. Then you factor that in on top of the Jalen Hurts factor because Jalen Hurts, not 100%, forget about it. He's often able to cover up some of those other weaknesses with his greatness. He's not going to be out there 100%. Meanwhile, from the Cowboys' perspective, I mean, they are coming off of finding out that CeeDee Lamb is on their team. So that's been a huge help for the Cowboys. Finding out that they can, in fact, throw the football down the field. Another what a, huge what discovery a revel- here. By what the a revelation. Cowboys, right? revelation. You know, I, I, and I, I would not feel this way if this was a playoff game, but the Cowboys have proven that at least once a year they can step up and beat Philadelphia. Now, I don't think that means that they're going to go ahead and win this division, which is what Dallas really needs to do to position themselves to make their first conference championship game in, I don't know, 30 years or whatever it's been almost. Um, but I, I think that they have a really good team, and I think that they're in a better position here. I also worry with Hurts, not just the injury, Amber. He threw six picks all year last year. He has eight interceptions already this season through the first half of the year. And at some point, again, all of these turnovers and mistakes and playing close games and being under one, it's going to reflect itself in the win and loss column for the Philadelphia Eagles, and I think that starts this week. Yeah, it normally catches up to you against the good teams. Dallas is a good team, uh, even if people don't expect that they actually can do it in the postseason. So a huge matchup there. Chris Canty, he is the co-host of Unsportsmanlike, was on Unsportsmanlike, and he says that it's championship or bust at this point for the Dallas Cowboys. It's championship or bust for Dallas. Aren't we done judging them by regular season success? Hell, they've had back-to-back 12-win seasons, but they've also had what we would deem early exits in the playoffs, both at the hands of the 49ers. So to me, this is a prove-it game for Dallas, and the thing that they're proving is not necessarily to the rest of the league, but they're proving it to themselves. Well, then I don't know how you say it's championship or bust and also that this is a must-win prove-it game, right? I mean, if it's just a championship that we're focused on, then all they need to do is get to a postseason and then start doing the winning. I tend to agree, actually, with the latter sentiment where this would be a statement game for Dallas, and I do think at that point, at this point that that matters. I, I don't know if I'm going to go championship or bust for the Cowboys. I think winning the division would be big for Dallas. I think winning in the postseason, being yeah. in a conference champion, alone I think would be a big statement like let's just start winning in the postseason before we go Super Bowl title I also think that Dallas's coach Mike McCarthy gets a bad rap Amber he's pretty darn good I think it's safe to say I think you could do a lot worse in this league than Mike McCarthy so I know everybody gives credit to Aaron Rodgers for that Super Bowl and everybody thinks that he's kind of antiquated in the way he's Nah, I think he's just a pretty darn good coach. Is he the best? No. Is he the worst? Definitely not. And I, I, because of that, I just think that Dallas, you know, is a team that'll take care of the bad teams. They've proven that. And I think now their next step to me isn't talking about the Super Bowl, as Chris said. I think their next step would be beating a good team. Because when they've gone up against some of the tougher teams they've had on their schedule this year, they've not gotten it done. The San Francisco loss was ugly and brutal. We know that's a bad matchup for them. And if you look at the teams they've beaten, you know, I mean, it's it's hardly a who's who. The Arizona thing was a total fluke. That's the flu- that is the flukiest result of the NFL season in my opinion. So I, I wouldn't really hurt that, uh, hurt them with that, that badly. 
So that's a 425 p.m. matchup, Cowboys at Eagles. Let's talk about the 820 p.m. matchup Sunday night. Bills at Bengals, another huge one here for Week 9. Um, I think Cincinnati is playing as well as anybody right now. Amber, they're on a three-game winning streak. How are they doing this again? Where they start the season, yuck. Joe Burrow looks hurt. People are counting them out. And now all of a sudden they flip a switch and here they go. They don't just have three consecutive wins. They've done it impressively. They kicked the 49ers' butts in San Fran. And while everybody's talked about Burrow, I actually think, Amber, the most impressive thing about the Bengals is the fact that they have one of the best defenses in the NFL, and nobody talks about it. But they are awesome. I think the Bills are kind of a one-man team right now. I think it's like Josh Allen to Stephon Diggs, and I don't know what else they really do well or what their other strengths are. Also, the Bengals have had the Bills' number, including the conference championship uh, or the divisional playoff. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. game in the in the playoffs last year. So I like Cincinnati by a considerable margin here on Sunday night. What do you think? I like the Bills more than most people like the Bills. I'm not out on the Bills. I know some people are saying, oh, I, Chris Carlin on his show was saying he has no faith in Josh Allen, no faith in the Bills. I mean, for me, Josh Allen's still one of the very best quarterbacks in the league, even though the Bills have been somewhat inconsistent, some highs and some lows this season, as most teams have. But I don't like picking the Bills here because of the trajectory of the Bengals. Like, to me, this is more about the Bengals, frankly, and even less about the Bills, where the Bengals are just coming into this thing, and it feels like they are hot. And once again, getting hot at the right time here in the second half of the season, and like you said, we've seen it time and time again with the Bengals getting one over on the Bills, so I could understand why the confidence here lies with Cincinnati at this time. But that's not necessarily a knock to me on the Bills. In other words, more of a compliment to the way that the Bengals have been playing as of late these last yeah. few games. You know, it's funny. If I make a list of the seven best teams in the AFC right now, the seven best, I think the four AFC North teams are all probably in the top seven in the AFC, the entire division. So there's a wild world in which, and I know they have to play each other, and, and so maybe this won't happen. And there's some other teams, the Jets, and the, that I guess could step up and snag a spot. Buffalo. Uh, obviously, could Buffalo and Miami both get in? But there's a world in which all four AFC North teams make the playoffs, and we've never, ever seen that before in the NFL, that a whole division at least has playoff-worthy teams, and they're all over 500 right now. They are. Uh, There's a lot to unpack there. Uh, We would need an entire segment to get into that, but certainly a wild NFL season so far. Coming up next here. On Amber and Ian, Aaron Goldhammer filling in for Ian. We'll stick with the NFL, but let's talk about one of the teams that's, uh, well, not in that conversation as the best here, right? The Arizona Cardinals. What is happening with that quarterback position? Are we going to see Kyler Murray this week? We'll get into it. ESPN Radio is also on the ESPN app. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. 
Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. In for college football action tomorrow night as Colorado hosts Oregon State, presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. There will be a different play caller or different play designer, but the same play signaler in that Colorado game. It's some weird stuff going on. That is on. an odd story going on <laughs> in Colorado. I don't know why. Did, does anybody watch Pat Shermer's NFL career either as a coordinator or as a head coach and say, wow, I need to call him in to call plays in the middle of a season? Apparently that's Deion kind of a, Sanders does. Yeah, it's kind of a weird one. I don't it's know a what's weird going on one. there. He, yeah. yeah, he is. Uh, Pat Shermer is now going to take over the play calling for Deion Sanders, Colorado Buffaloes. Uh, I guess we'll see if that uh, gives them the resurgence that they need there in Colorado. Though we are not here to talk about the Colorado Buffaloes or even college ball right now. We're going to talk a little bit more NFL because I want to talk about what's happening with the Arizona Cardinals. Another weird one, since we're on the subjects of sort of weird ones, Aaron Goldhammer, the state of Kyler Murray. Are we going to see him this weekend? Now, the official word for the Cardinals is that he is inching closer to return. The Cardinals take on the Cleveland Browns this weekend. Aaron Goldhammer is looking located in Cleveland, Jeremy Fowler, ESPN's NFL reporter. He was on SportsCenter. Here's what he had to say about Kyler Murray. Well, still up in the air. He's trending in the right direction to potentially play. It all depends on whether Arizona wants to put him out there or if they want to get a look at the rookie, Clayton Toon, a mid-round pick. It's possible that they start Toon for a week or maybe two, but certainly Murray is in play. Coach Jonathan Gannon has said that he will decide on the plane, on the way to the Browns game, whether Kyler is going to be on the field. So really a questionable status right now, but he's been practicing in full for the better part of the last few weeks, really trending in the right direction here coming off that ACL. So Clayton Toon may get to make his NFL debut against the Cleveland Browns defense. Now, this all happens, by the way, to remind people, because, of course, the Cardinals, they traded away Josh Dobbs to the Minnesota Vikings. They've got Clayton Toon, who's never started an NFL game. They've got Jeff Driscoll now on the practice squad. Yes, and they have Kyler coming back from this brutal injury that he suffered about a year ago. Um, I kind of don't understand in a way why the Cardinals would want to risk playing Kyler Murray at this point, because if he gets hurt again, which Amber, you put him in there against the Browns defense. I don't know. You know, Miles Garrett could smack him around a couple of times and he could re-injure something. And then all of a sudden his contract becomes much more difficult for them to move. And he becomes harder to trade coming off of coming off of uh, an injury in the offseason. What, what I think is going on here is that. I think they want to get a look at Clayton Toon. I don't think they want Murray in there against the Browns' defense to start. I think they'd rather start him against an easier opponent, and they'd probably rather get him back at home, which is, I think, what their plan is. 
But I would suspect that even if Toon starts this game, that there could be a package of plays for Kyler Murray. Because I think they might want to ease him back into the mix. And I think you could see both quarterbacks play for Arizona. Are you a little surprised that Jonathan Gannon is being so cagey about this and that he doesn't want to review? He thinks it's some kind of competitive advantage to not tell the Browns whether or not Clayton Toon is playing quarterback. That's what I think strange about this. This is why I called it a weird situation because Kyler Murray is officially listed as questionable. We know Clayton Toon obviously is available, so we don't actually know how this is going to be handled, and I don't think any of it matters a darn bit to that Browns defense. I mean, yes, typically, could you plan for a quarterback better? Fine, but it's not like they have recent game film on Kyler Murray, and they ain't got none on yeah. Tune. So yeah. I, I don't really see why it matters either way. Either way, they're not going to be prepped from that perspective. But frankly, either way, the quarterback's yeah. going to have his hands full. The other weird thing with the Cardinals is, Amber, I don't think they're making these decisions based on what is best to try to beat the Cleveland Browns. I think that the Bidwells are trying to drive up Kyler Murray's trade value, right? Because right now it's probably zero. When I say the name Kyler Murray, the first thing I think of is hurt, and the second thing that I think of is call of duty. And that's not, he had a clause in his contract to prevent him from playing too much video games. Like, these are things that I don't know that that is a franchise quarterback to me. So I think one of the reasons why maybe they're playing, I'm curious what you think, like, is just to try to change the narrative around him as a player a little bit. Well, and the and the third thing you think of is five years two thirty, right? Because he's also an expensive quarterback right now, the way that the market sits for a dude who is hurt and also call of duty. I think that part of this might be sure that they want to try to up his trade value. I also think that there's a world we could live in where they actually decide that Rich Gannon decides like, hey, I believe in the direction already that I've got this franchise headed because that coaching job looks better out of the gate than a lot of people expected it to look. And so is there a world where he believes he can get something out of Kyler Murray here? I mean, the jury's not actually out on Kyler Murray. We're talking about an athlete who showed a ton of promise, a ton of promise, had some very, very, very good moments in the NFL. It's incredibly young. So yes, there's the work ethic and there's yada yada and the health and all that. It all factors in. I get it. But it's not like he's been a total dud his entire career by any means. I mean, remember there's a couple years ago where the Cardinals started 8-0, but then there was maybe a little bit of a confidence issue with Murray as the weather turned and the season went on he got more and more banged up Amber I I just again I don't know that I'm trading or that I want to hitch my wagon so to speak to a 5'10 or 5'11 quarterback the Carolina Panthers are going through the same thing right now with Bryce Young so I I think the durability with Kyler has to be a little bit of an issue who do you think has a brighter NFL future this is a tough one Kyler Murray or Deshaun Watson They both have big inflated contracts. Deshaun's is fully guaranteed. There are different kinds of conversations that go on around these two players. If you could have one for the rest of their career, who would you bet on, Amber? I mean, I I guess I would bet on the guy that I've seen do it at the highest level for longer. Kyler Murray, you mentioned there that season that he had a couple years ago. I mean, there was a point, but it was a very, very brief point where Kyler Murray was in the MVP conversation. Like, very, very brief. We've seen Deshaun Watson's resume look a lot longer than that, where we all considered him a top five quarterback in the NFL at one point during 
during his prime in Houston. It's been strange to see how much it's fallen off, frankly. So I guess I'd roll with that guy. Yeah. It's, it's hard to believe that it will work out, though, in a, a, either way. Like, I just – it's the Deshaun Watson thing is almost – I guess is it proof that you just can't sit out too long? Like, it's proof – that if you're yeah. gone from the game too long, no matter how good you were, no matter how young you are, you can't ever come back to it. Like, I, I do I, find that component quarter, of it Quarterback strange. is different than, you know, a boxer coming out of retirement or Jordan coming out of playing baseball or whatever. Like, well, why? I just, why is I, it? Di- I feel like a quarterback is so mental. So much of it is mental before it's even physical. The speed, right? of, the, the speed of the game is so different that you get back into it and your brain just can't process the way that it used to. I I don't know. I also wonder with Deshaun, you know, all the, and it's self-inflicted much of it, right? But all of the drama surrounding him, I think it's affecting the way that he's playing. I think that he is out there on the field trying to throw touchdown passes that are going to change his reputation. You know what I mean? With every single game he plays. And I think now the past for him is the past. He has to realize that this is a part of his his story, whether he likes it or not, it's a part of what people think about him. And he's not going to change that in one throw or in one performance. Or by the way, ever with a yeah. lot of the accusations. I mean, there's just, there's the, there's just people that are going to think things about him forever because of what he was accused of. Period. But I think most football fans would be more apt to forget about it and move on. If he was throwing five touchdown passes, I hate to say that Amber, but I think that it is true the way that the American sports culture is. I'm not saying that's right, but I think Deshaun knows the way that he changes the narrative around him, you know, like Kobe Bryant or whatever before, is to just start winning and playing well. I I, I don't know if Deshaun Watson is going to turn things around. He's 28. Kyler Murray, he's only 26. But, man, it seems like a tall task for either of those guys at this point. We'll continue yeah. on coming up next here on ESPN Radio. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Along here on Amber and Ian, Aaron Goldhammer filling in for Ian Fitzsimmons tonight. Amber and Ian presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. We have to find out, Aaron, what's a big deal and what's not a big deal. Because it's very important. I mean, what would we do with ourselves if we didn't know what's a big deal and what's not a big deal? Let's get to it. 
making headlines. Extra, extra, read all about it. But is it a big deal or not a big deal with Amber and Ian? And our producer, James Steele. Hello, That's James. me. Hi, everybody. Uh, so uh, first, Colorado has stripped offensive coordinator Sean Lewis of his offensive play calling duties and is elevating analyst Pat Shermer to an on-field role where he will take over as the team's play caller, sources told ESPN. Shermer and Lewis will serve as co-offensive coordinators, a source told ESPN's Adam Rittenberg. An on-field assistant would need to be removed to make room for Shermer, who will also assist with the offensive line. A former NFL head coach with more than 20 years of experience in the pros, Shermer came to Colorado this summer as part of Coach Deion Sanders' staff. Uh, Amber, big deal, not a big deal that uh, they're changing play callers in Colorado. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't understand it. I don't quite understand why we're doing it mid-season or well more than mid-season in in college ball but I don't quite understand why the change I guess now because he still is going to have Lewis signaling the plays to the quarterback so now it's going to be Shermer though designing the plays because he stripped Sean Lewis of that duty I, I guess I get that Shermer has the NFL head coach pedigree having coached the Browns having coached the Giants I just don't know if this is going to be the answer that Dion's looking for right out of the gate Aaron I mean, I think Colorado is still exceeding people's expectations for what well, they were going to be. They this did that season. like two games into the season. That was already a wrap, <laughs> right? Like, did did Dion all of a sudden think that his team was supposed to be a national title contender? That's what I don't something, get. Something is really off here because Sean Lewis was getting major praise as recently as three or four weeks ago for the job he was doing, calling plays and being Colorado's offensive coordinator. I, I don't know. There's more to this story. Amber, there has to be. He Dion's left a son, not like I, I. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> and Sean Lewis left a good job at Kent State, where he was doing an awesome job being a head coach in the MAC to go be an offensive coordinator, and it felt like. In October, he was on a path to getting a head coaching job somewhere in college football in like in the Big Ten somewhere. His name was being thrown around, and now he's getting demoted. This is an odd headline. Wasn't Shermer also already? Like some sort of something on that staff. Like he was some some senior I, I, advisor or something. something. Okay, there you go. So he but, was an advisor. So couldn't he have already been involved in designing the plays with Shermer? Like, did you have to? I mean, with, with Lewis. Like, did you have to actually completely change the hierarchy here? Couldn't you have had? Yeah, Shermer in his current role as an advisor go in and start helping and advising with putting the play. And maybe that's what happened. And so maybe Dion was so impressed by his input. I mean, maybe I, I just um, I covered Pat Shermer for two years here in Cleveland as a head coach. And listen to me. He he's a really nice guy. Mm-hmm. He's a mm-hmm. really, really nice like guy. He has a good personality. He had. Amber he has a he, he has, has a, a he, he has a great personality. There you'd re- you'd really great like him, Amber. Person- he really yes. <laughs> he has he he will make you laugh. I promise. He will make you laugh. <laughs> James. Yeah, I mean and I mean Colorado scored over 40 points like four times this year, so it doesn't seem like offense is really their problem, but right. you know, whatever. I what do I know? I'm just a producer for ESPN Radio. Uh Hammer apparently huh? From what you're telling us before the show, your radio show in Cleveland could single-handedly be impacting line for Giants Raiders this weekend. You want to tell us a story here? Yes. So my co-host in Cleveland, Tony Rizzo, has a expensive refrigerator, Amber. 
this thing was more expensive than I want to let on. And he has a $2,100 refrigerator repair bill because the thing broke. He's a big cook and he's a chef, and but I don't, I wouldn't spend twenty one hundred dollars on a refrigerator, heard. let alone a repair bill for the refrigerator. Anyway, so he's mad about this. He's very angry, and I told him, <laughs> I said, "Listen, I have a strong feeling by the fridge. I have a strong feeling about the Raiders, you know, because they've got the bump of." The fired coach. It happens every time. Even Jeff Saturday, our colleague at ESPN, won a game right after they fired a coach and Frank Reich and brought him into the Colts last year. So I'm confident Antonio Pierce is going to do a job, our former colleague here at ESPN Radio. He's going to do a heck of a job coaching up the New York Giants. I said, so take the Giants minus one and a half for half the price of the bill, and then if you hit it, the bill is only $1,000. It's not 2100 Well, what I wasn't expecting is that all our fans would also start banging the Raiders with these massive bets. So I'm feeling a lot of pressure on the Raiders actually pulling this off because I hatched this whole plan. This was my idea. So don't look. Pizza money, guys. You know, it's. What do you? You know, that's it. We only, I don't know. We, Your co-host doesn't seem like he's working with pizza money. If he's got a twenty-one hundred dollar repair bill, that that means that fridge is like you know the the cost of a car. But Mike, I don't have a twenty-one hundred dollar repair bill on my vehicle, right. let alone my refrigerator. I mean, it makes your food cold. What you else does it do? Two refrigerators for most people's <laughs> refrigerator price, I would imagine, brand new. For the price of that repair bill, I can't imagine how much they better the cook for was. me for twenty one hundred dollars. I think I bought a brand new refrigerator a few years ago for like one fourth of that bill. Uh, but the, the the big question is, Amber, is that a big deal or not a big deal? Huge deal. That the the Cleveland radio show affecting Just a line a, in Vegas, moving the line in Vegas, absolutely huge deal. Half a point. <laughs> huge deal. Uh, all right, moving on uh, to something. Uh, Do you think that... there's odds makers in Vegas sitting there like, what is happening? And why is all this traffic coming from Cleveland, Ohio? <laughs> They're tracking it. It's all in I Cleveland. I don't know. I don't what know how that works. What's going on here? Like, what is this? Why, like, why are we getting all these pings over here from Cleveland? A lot of people want that Giants-Raiders game. All the way. I'm glad it's on ESPN Radio. A lot of people in it's Cleveland true. are going to be listening. Tune yep. in, part of our doubleheader, Football mm. Sunday doubleheader. Uh, uh-huh. So, Amber, the Miami Heat are one and four to start the season. Uh, basically have no redeeming qualities as a franchise wow. and are almost certainly wow. the worst team in the NBA. I, I mean, big deal, what, not a big deal. None of that's true. I, I, none of it's true. And so it's not a big deal. What did you say the record was? One and four, which I believe I'm not good at math, but if I add those two categories together, I believe that equals five total games. We are five games. Good math. Into an 80, thank you. We are five games into an 82 game season. There is nothing about five games that's a big deal, period. Amber, culture can only get you so far, and they <laughs> lead the league in culture, but they are dead freaking last in the NBA in offense. You know, that's which, true. Well, that's them true. and the Memphis Grizzlies and Toronto are like neck and neck. They well, can't to, score. to be able to shoot the ball into yes. the basket. The I name of the game important. is basketball. Yeah. So while culture and making the main thing the main thing and all the axioms of Pat Riley, you have to put the ball in the basket yeah, in order that. to win. Yeah. I, I know uh-huh. that there's a guy on the Milwaukee Bucks right now who was pretty good, I understand, at putting the ball in the basket, who was supposed to be on the Miami Heat putting the ball in the basket. That would have been hugely helpful from an offensive perspective. I do think 
because they're still out there playing defense and it is a defensive culture. There's that word in Miami. This is a team that will end up being fine. Bam's missed a game here because, you know, everybody's got to miss games and be injured when we're only a few games into the season. You're in your twenties and peak optimum condition. Uh, but Bam's missed a game. Jimmy, obviously we know that he rests during the regular season anyways and protects himself. I don't know if, uh, the effort, I don't know if we've seen the Miami heat, uh, at their, at their full strength, let's put it that way, only five games into the season. I'm not freaking out yet, but I'm also not necessarily looking forward to the Just NBA sneak title. into the play-in tournament as the 10th seed and go on a run to the finals. I mean, it's a, it's a hell of hey, a plan. I, that's why, that is the plan. That's why it worked out just fine. Just dandy last season. Yeah, what a shame, the heater bad. All right, uh, one last one. What would an Amber and Ian show be without us talking about uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift? Uh, Kelsey was asked about his relationship with Swift today and here's what happened latest status and are you in love what is the latest status oh we um spice it up um the latest status is i got to see her last week that's the latest status right there um i'm gonna keep my personal relationship personal travis are you expecting taylor to be at the game you know what i think when i when i mention or everybody knows that she's at the game the vegas uh the, you know what I mean? Like the, the over under on my catches kind of goes up and down. The, the spread goes up and down. So you know I don't want to mess with any of that stuff. So I'm just going to keep it to myself. Hammer, big deal, not a big deal. It's, but you and Travis Kelsey have that in common. You're affecting the odds in Vegas with uh, the things that you're doing. Uh, I think this is a massive deal because I sensed him blushing, Amber, when he was being asked about this. And I know people think this relationship is BS or it was just to promote a movie or whatever. I think that these people are really in love. I think they have found love. And I think as a sports-loving culture, we should respect love a whole hell of a lot more than we do. I think what's a big deal is that we're hearing him talk about the betting lines in Vegas. And that's a big deal because, boy, is that different hearing an NFL player talk about that. Just talk about that openly at a press conference while actively playing in the NFL. I mean, that is so different than it was five years ago, ten years ago. We couldn't have even imagined it. We couldn't have imagined ten years ago me and you being able to sit here and talk openly about ESPN bet and spend so much time on the line. It's a different world. Travis Kelsey being able to reference it the way that he just did different world. So that part's a big deal. It's also a a stupid deal that you're asking Travis Kelsey, if he's in love with Taylor Swift at the press conference, because goodness talk about putting a guy on the spot. I mean, I know don't we need to give him a minute to say that to her first privately before we ask that publicly. And maybe you shouldn't ask anybody that publicly. It just seems strange. Amber, did you drop the L word with your husband first or did he? I do not remember the answer to that question. Is that bad? I ain't built like most women, I guess. What? I do not. Yeah, I don't remember. I, I said I, I love. He, I said I love sure you first. I feel like he Same. said it first. I, I it would be very typical of him to have said it before me. I'm not like the girl that's probably going to drop that first. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. a tough. It's a. It's an odd dynamic relationship dynamic to walk when you drop that bomb. For me, it's it's it slipped out when it wasn't when I wasn't expecting it to, which oh, is kind of the though. perfect way for it to yes, go. That's the right way to say it. Maybe not at the press conference. <laughs> Maybe tell Taylor before you tell the world. But it, 
the reporter's defense, what if you would have said yes? That would have been the I'm biggest saying, news in the entire world. And I'm not actually insulting her for asking because, hey, shoot your shot. Get out there. Like, try. But, I mean, it's putting him on the spot so, so terribly that, of course, he's not going to answer the question. So, But it, if he had said yes, uh, it certainly would have shocked the world. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, we're going to shock the world. We will make our official picks for this weekend. That's next. ESPN Radio is also on the ESPN app. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a challenge. Challenge. This is ESPN Radio's Pick'em Challenge. This is ESPN Radio's Pick'em Challenge. Aaron Goldhammer filling in for Ian Fitzsimmons tonight. We appreciate your service, Aaron, uh, and hanging out with us. If you missed any of this show, you can check out the podcast on the I didn't ESPN report app. to the military. Well, I'm talking sports with you for three hours. It was a little hours. rough off the top, okay? So... <laughs> James, actually, James, we actually do appreciate his actual service because he did actually uh, spend time here in the military. And was tonight harder or easier? Uh, <laughs> every every night that I have training. to produce you is the most harder. difficult night yeah. of my life. It's more yeah. difficult than basic training. Got it. Thanks. Appreciate that. All right. So uh, we are not in last place. Uh, we're in second to last place. Hey! Our record you know is what? 10, 13, and 1. We were 2, 0, and 1 last week. last first, right? Isn't that how it goes? Sure. Uh, and uh, Carlin versus Joe and game night are tied at 17, 6, and 1. They're all in Vegas. It doesn't count. The two shows That's that are true. based in Vegas Very good point. should absolutely not be part of this challenge. They should be in a category of their own. It doesn't count. They I are think cheaters. The I proximity... Agree. Vegas to the odds maker. It's all there. It's like voodoo. You step into that city, you know things. The rest of us don't know. Excuses from someone who espouses heat culture. Disappointing. Okay, so let's get into this. Let's see if Aaron can help me turn my luck around here. The Dolphins versus the Chiefs. The Chiefs are favored by one and a half. This game, of course, is coming our way from Germany. So this thing will be... In the 9 o'clock hour on the East Coast, bright and early. We've been used to that this season, though, with these London games. How are, your th- how are you feeling? Let's take the temperature here of the room. Yeah, I, I, I know we are split on this. I like the Chiefs in this game. Amber, how many times have they lost two in a row with Mahomes? I mean, that is a very short list. He's healthy again. Um, and I also just think the Chiefs have a better defense than anybody gives them credit for. Again, it's like Cincinnati. Everybody just looks at their quarterback and assumes that's the whole reason they win. 
I think that Kansas City is drafted well. I think they have one of the best defensive players in the league. Uh, and I think they'll win a shootout with Miami. I think this will be a very entertaining game. One of the games of the year. Uh, congratulations to Germany for getting it out of the United States. But I like Kansas City to cover the one and a half. Uh, they have drafted well, maybe not at the receiver position. There are certainly some problems there with Kansas City. But, and that defense, like you mentioned, very good, but also going up against the best offense in the entire NFL. But as much of a Miami Dolphins homer as I am, and I believe in them, and I will be rooting emphatically for them. And when we discussed this game earlier, I took the Dolphins because of that high-powered, high-flying offense, and also because the Dolphins have been in Germany longer. They'll be more adjusted. I think this would be a big statement win for the Dolphins because the narrative is that the Dolphins can't win the big one, and they're just the bullies in the schoolyard that beat up on the little guy. So I'll stick with the Dolphins because of that unofficially, but officially here for the Pick'em Challenge, I'm going to go with your pick. I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs. You know why? Because this way I can't lose. James is is shocked and horrified. So there's a couple reasons I'm going to do this, James. First of all, when I've taken my Dolphins before in the Pick'em Challenge, it did Uh, not go well for me. So I feel like I cursed it. it. So it's the reverse jinx now. Now I'm going Chiefs because I think I jinxed them against the Bills, right? So now I'm going Chiefs. Also, also, I can't lose now. I can't lose because I win if my Miami Dolphins win as a Miami Dolphins homer and fan. But I lose... All right, but I win also. I don't lose, right? It's a, it's a, it's a win-win. Is, I win is it, also is it a if they lose. To, is it a sin to pick against your and team? And I win in the pick'em challenge. She doesn't uh, have faith in her team. It's not a sin. No, no, no. Also, I picked them earlier. It's on tape. I picked them earlier when we discussed this game. Earlier, I picked okay. them in, okay. the, in, the, in the Got One segment. Again, podcast, ESPN app. That's how you hear it. It's been a brilliant show. A little rough to start. You don't want to miss that either. Got one was the one of first our segments five earlier seconds in the show. Were I the best all. five seconds of this show. I mean, really, That's honestly, the best show. five seconds maybe of sports radio history. So I'm going into the hall uh, just for that. Next, what do we got, James? Seahawks. Well, I'll do Seahawks at Ravens. Ravens favored by six in this game. Aaron Goldhammer. Um, this is a tough one because I feel like these south these uh, west teams always go to Baltimore and play well, or they have in the past. Right. I just think Baltimore is a buzzsaw. I think they're really good, and I'm curious to see if Lamar can carry it into the playoffs this year. But I think they'll win that division. I like the Ravens, and I like them to cover. You know, the Seahawks have been a solid team this year, but their quarterback has been awfully turnover prone. And I think that's going to bite him against a really good Ravens defense and a really good Ravens team overall. So I would take the Ravens to cover in this game, Amber. I think both you and I think that these teams are pretty good, right? We were praising the Seahawks earlier when we did, you know, are they for real? Are they not, you know, luck or luck or good kind of thing. And we thought they were maybe more good than lucky that coaching staff, the pieces, all of that being said, the Ravens are better and the Ravens have looked better of late. They're clicking. They should be the better team on paper. I have seen the snippets. I have seen how it has played out here now as we've worked our way into the season as it seems like Lamar has adjusted in that new system. I'll take the Ravens in this one. I feel decent about that. Okay. Cowboys at Eagles. Mm. This is the monster here in week nine, 425 PM kick. Eagles are favored by three in this game. 
And I like Dallas. Do you like Dallas too? There's we just both like Dallas in this one, which by the way, makes me nervous because I thought I was going to be on an Island by myself. You like them too. I heard Chris Canty talk everybody in on sports mind, like into taking Dallas. All of that makes me nervous. I thought that everyone was going to be Philadelphia. I think it's about time for the Eagles to lose another game. It just feels like it. I think their quarterback is questionable in terms of health and also has just turned the ball over too much. And Amber, I think if he continues to do that, at some point it's going to cost Philadelphia a game. And then this is also a pick respecting Dallas's defense as much as like the Dak Prescott at never-ending argument. Like Dallas has a top five defense, and I don't think Philly has played really a team like that all year. Yeah, they have a top five defense. They have figured out some of the offense of late. They figured out how to throw the deep ball. They figured out CeeDee Lamb is on that team. Jalen Hurts also not going to be 100%. It seems like in this game that matters. You mentioned the accuracy issues for Jalen this season. There's something about this matchup that makes me feel good for Dallas. But again, man, I thought I was going to be the only one feeling that way. And so that in and of itself makes me a little bit nervous. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 